Hey friends, eek! I'm so excited today. We are talking romance and love stories, but this is Brie and Chase's love story, and I absolutely love it, and I'm so happy for her, and you can tell my excitement throughout the entire episode. Um, I'm so excited to share it with you, and I hope you enjoy their journey just as much as I have enjoyed watching their journey unfold. This is Blended, a family podcast with me, Bree, and me, Caroline, just two mamas who chose to make our blended family thrive. We share stories, pump up step parents, root for positive blended family dynamics, and through it all, we get to lead with grace, heal, learn, and grow. There's no doubt everyone loves true crime podcasts these days. And there's a new podcast that you will want to add to your playlist. Murder Mondays. Host Nicole Simmons travels and interviews victims and families of murderers in South Carolina. She's a small town girl who's a wife and business owner. And Murder Mondays is a passion project for her. She brings you the facts and personal stories of the people affected by the most heinous crimes in South Carolina. If you enjoy true crime podcast, Murder Mondays is for you. Murder Mondays with your host, Nicole Cole Simmons, available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and other podcast players. Add Murder Mondays with Nicole Simmons to your playlist right now. Hey, Bree. Hey. I'm like so excited for this episode because it's a love story and I'm a total romantic. I know you are. Oh my gosh, Caroline. And you have your own little romance on with Ryan, but um, we, I do love uh, Chase and I's story too. All right. Well, let's just like go into it. I, like, I guess I've gotten like the high overview levels and cause like Chase has just been in my life for the last, I don't know, 11 years. So yeah. I don't know if I really know, like the truth story of how you yeah. and Chase met. Um, yeah, so super dreamy. We met in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of those weekends that I, um, you know, didn't have Cheyenne or, you know, was hanging out, um, or you, you guys had Cheyenne or Cheyenne was with my parents. I went, would go and blow off steam with my roommate and we went to this bar that was actually, um, in the front of a neighborhood in Somerville and my parents lived in the neighborhood and Chase's parents lived in the neighborhood. So oh. he visited that, that bar. Like, he, you know, he, he knew that bar. He grew up near that bar and my dad visited that bar. So they would pass each other. Like they kind of like, you know, Oh yeah, I know that guy. I see him at the bar all the time. And um, so yeah, they had already kind of knew each other the, before the night we met. Okay. Yeah. So like meeting Bob and Chase, like would have just normal casual conversations. Or yeah, or like they just be at the bar at the same time, like you know, off off oh, working yes. a beer. Like Chase was working construction and um, data Boeing, and they'd get off and they just be at the bar at the same time, you know. So when I said, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm starting to see this guy that he I met him at that bar that you go to," and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I see him and his dad, Paul, my father in law would go there." And now um, is Chase still in the Marines or like reserves? Like he I- had he was out by the he was in reserve by the time that I met him. Um, he was working like construction job, you know, just single bachelor, just kind of just doing construction, um, and doing reserve on the weekends or or have it work. Was was Chase living with his parents? He was totally living with his parents. Yeah. 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 And so, yes, when I spent the the night with Chase, I'd spend the night at his (laughs) dad's. Okay. How old was Chase when you met him? Um, so if I was... 21 then he was 23 24. okay I mean that's 24 good. I think he was 24 yeah okay so you just like went to go hang out at this bar there was no like introduction y'all just kind of like sat down beside each other yeah so no um me and my roommate at the time were just hanging out at the bar um we would we still lived in Columbia me and my roommate and we were gonna be moving down to Charleston so that it was that time frame when we were transitioning from Columbia to Charleston and um, 
we were coming down on the weekend just to like blow off steam, see my parents. And I, I'm pretty sure I did have shine this weekend and we went out to um, have drinks that night. And my, and my parents had Cheyenne cause my parents weren't with us that night. Cause right. typically they were, my parents are cool. And we always hang out with them. And um, yeah, so I was just hanging out with her. There was a point she wandered up to like his friend at some yeah. point. The night. And, and, and I don't know if it was like, an attractive I just, they started talking and so I went to go sit next to her and he comes out of the bathroom and he's like hey that's my seat and I was like <laughs> well chivalry's dead like it, it was just like banter right off the get-go and he was like oh man okay yeah you got me and he sat down and we started talking we talked like nobody else was in the room all night um we ended up going to a different bar because like that bar got lame or something you know what I mean it was like so right. we, um somebody designated drive us over down to down the street to another bar and we never went in the bar I don't think we sat on somebody's like jeep bumper and sat outside and talked the whole night (laughs) (laughs) we were just infatuated from like the get-go it was just that you know infatuation I love that though yeah it's the conversation that continues for a lifetime Yes, we still have like really awesome conversations like that where like let's go sit on the back porch and we just end up talking instead of doing anything other, you know, like no movie, no uh, TikToks or phones or anything like that. Right. Okay. So did y'all consider that your first date or then did he have to like get the nerve up to actually ask you on a first date? So he remembers this better part, this part better than I do. So I did text him before we started. before we started um talking I wanted to reread the message just to make sure but yeah before we started recording I texted him because I was like what is our what was our official like first date and I guess it was just like we met March 27th that was that first night that we met and um then you know I had to go back home essentially on Sunday up to Columbia and he swears I was, I moved down here for him, I, but I, I didn't. Um, me and my roommate were already in the process of moving here. Like apartment was packed. We had a U-Haul ready. So halfway the next week, like Wednesday, I met him like a Saturday. Wednesday, I'm like, hey, um, this weekend, would you want to help me unpack some boxes? <laughs> Come help me move. And he did. And, um, I, you know, of course, we had more some more beers after that. And it was just like, you know, we just kind of fell into a pattern of hanging out every weekend that I could. And, um, yeah. Okay. So did, was that the apartment that you moved into like near the air force base? Yes. Yes. I remember that place. Yeah. It was like a con- little, con- uh, townhouse. Yeah. Yes. I remember the stairs and yep. man, I remember actually like later down the street when Chase actually did move in with you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So March timeframe. Okay. Okay. Cool. But then he, but he says that like our official date, like when we went on our first date, like this was, there was intention behind it. We did just still hang out at that bar, but this was like, Hey, let's get together and like get to know each other kind of thing was a- April 8th. And that's for the last 10 years, what we've gone by April 8th. Nice. Okay. That was yeah. the first date. Yeah. So then like, when did y'all become official? Like, when was it like, okay, like I really kind of like you and like we're dating. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know if we well, always use the April 8th date. We use the April 8th date. Um, but even like early on, like we weren't, um, like super serious, you know what I mean? Like we, it wasn't like we were living together at first. There was a time where like it shifted. We we're like, okay, I'm serious about you. You're serious about me. It was kind of like a, a talk and it just shifted and we're like, okay, let's move in together. And <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. But until then, and I think to be honest, to answer the question, honestly, I think it was when he met Cheyenne, I was like, I think that was like really when it was official. Because I wouldn't have, you know, introduced him to her if I kept if I still thought there wasn't a chance. Well, that was totally like where I was going next. Like the (laughs) most anticipated question. Like yeah, Chase meeting Cheyenne. Like, what was the conversations before like fine? all that how did it go I don't remember leading up I was probably like an annoying nervous freak about it like okay when you meet her like this is what she likes to say and when she says this is what she means like you know what I mean Uh, trying to like (laughs) (laughs) make him already because he's I know he had a a little nephew um he has a 
a younger nephew, Gabriel. And like he was in the hospital. I want to say he was in the hospital room when he was born. So like he's been pretty like, yeah, in his life. So he has familiarity with kids. And I knew that part. But now this is my kid, you know. So um, Cheyenne was like little. I mean, she was talking, but she totally had her own little toddler. Yes, it was like like how Clementine is right now. Actually, I think about that a lot. Um, where it was like, she would communicate to you in a lot of gestures and half words and grunts and you knew what she was saying, but it wasn't full language yet. You know what I mean? Yes. I remember two specific words Cheyenne used to say, papisa for pumpkin. Yes. (laughs) That was pumpkin. Yeah. And baby soup. What was baby soup? Bathing suit. Oh my gosh. I don't remember <laughs> that one. Let me tell you what my two favorite ones that I remember are Abba or Abba. Oh, that's, yes. And that's what she called you instead of mom, mom. or, yes. you know, Caroline. She called you Abba, which mm-hmm. we I thought was awesome. I thought, and we don't even know where that came from. Like, it was yeah. like, you're going to call me Abba. Like, it just started. <laughs> it started, but then it like, kept through even though she knew other words she knew she could call you mom she knew like she kept on to it until one day just switched to mom it did it's kind of funny I wonder if that will ever come back I should I should have a conversation with her about it like do you remember (laughs) that's so funny I'm so like I love that she calls you mom and I love that like I don't even call you the other mom anymore I'm just like your mom said and if it's if I'm if I'm saying your mom then it's clearly not me right and even if it is we're on the same page so it kind of is who cares um but yeah I'm bummed that she doesn't call you Ava anymore because I thought it was so cute so unique it wasn't like well and the crazier thing about it Abba in Hebrew means father and I was the mom on the father's side yeah right <laughs> and then and even crazier I know and the connection to God and I, I know it's awesome I love that yeah. um so Abba and then <laughs> the other one is sparkle police oh I don't remember that because it it sounds like something else inappropriate police and oh. she would she would somebody got it into her head so, like an uncle or something <laughs> and she ran around saying sparkle police sparkle police and it sounded like something else clear as day I'm like oh my gosh so those are making my toddler say that yeah so that wasn't my favorite but definitely most memorable because I was traumatized as a mother that is so good yeah so Chase meeting Cheyenne where was it on my mom and dad's front porch at in that um house in that neighborhood down the street yes yeah and I can't remember what time of year it was, but um, because he was also there for Halloween really soon after that. And she went like well, as long or something. Down April ish, May. It was probably like, oh, that's right. Before summer, you know, before beach and all of that. Yeah. So she was, it was evening because I know it was dark and she was in true Cheyenne fashion. Um, tired from such a long day of having so much fun (laughs) and so she was in definitely in a rare mood and I was just like wow this this moment that I've just fretted over is my worst nightmare like I thought it would be like it just wasn't going you know and but when Chase I think Chase remembers those moments he's like yeah I can see how you went but it was great I it was really cool she talked to me you know I didn't force anything nothing was forced it was all just really natural and like it's cool. Like he remembers it differently than I do, you know? Right. That is so but. funny because it's true. Like um, uh, a female's version versus a man's where we're like, they're crying, they're uncomfortable, they're being rude or whatever it is versus the guy like, hey, the conversation was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I would, we were sitting in lunch. I want to say we were sitting in lawn chairs or yard chairs. And I was like, do you want to come sit right here in, in, in between me and Chase? And, um, she was just such in a bad mood. She, instead of sitting in the chair between us, she splat like on the floor, you know, of course on the, f- in front of it and just threw her arms down. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> <Toddler>. <laughs> I did one of those things. And I just looked over Chase. I'm like, yeah, so this is my daughter. <laughs> That's so fun though. So like after he met Cheyenne and obviously like relationships going good, like, how easy like did the flow go because like you did have that roommate for a while but didn't the roommate 
move out and then you're kind of like in the apartment by yourself like I gotta like float all these bills yeah so um there was yes so let's see there was I'm trying to think of how much how much to say I did have a, a roommate um that we lived with that I lived with and she moved out at some point um and it was just me and Chase then and then we ended up leaving that lease early yeah I know I went to a house I remember that. and then house. we went to a house in Somerville and we love that house and Cheyenne remembers that house a lot I remember that funny. house I remember that's where y'all got Penelope Yep, Penelope. We had that pumpkin carving um, party. party that we talked about before. And Cheyenne um, had like shag carpet. Are there shag carpet somewhere? There was shag. Yeah, it was shag carpet <laughs> in the den. There was tile throughout um, the hallway and kitchen and dining room. And then back to shag carpet in the bedrooms. It was. <laughs> It was so outdated, but it was, so it's weird that Cheyenne loved that house so much, but it was very big for such a small family. So it felt fun. You know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of life happened in that house. I mean, a lot of like growth, a lot of different things happen in that home. I think of the, we call it the blue house, the house that we lived in 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 Charleston. Yeah. A lot of life happened and, and certain walls. It's kind of cool to think about. Yeah. I know it was a rental in both cases, but it's like you that was like a transformation you know what I mean like you guys Mm -hmm. transformed in those homes and yeah I get that all right so was it all like rainbows and butterflies from that bar until life or or were there other (laughs) (laughs) we just like you know met and lived happily ever after it was great (laughs) stories over episode episode ever yeah um no I mean we had some rocky times there was even some times that like we broke up um for very short amount of times um longest was two months I totally remember one of the breakups I remember because you were just so concerned you're like wait what you're like the dream team if what (laughs) well I remember like you called and you were like I'm gonna be I could hear your pep talk before you called us to tell us you were like I'm gonna be strong and then you're like bro your voice like cracked while you were telling us (laughs) I'm laughing now because I like looking back I I Ryan, I always knew, like, it's going to be Chase. Like, this guy is perfect for her. And so, like, out, like, in the moment mm-hmm. when you're telling us that y'all broke it off, it half of us were like, well, it, it, they're just going to get back together. The other half of us was, like, thinking of Cheyenne and then thinking of, you know, Cheyenne's mother. And we were both like, we'll do whatever it takes, whatever you need. I remember, I know. (laughs) And it was kind of, um, that first break, it was kind of awkward because his sister, uh, Jennifer, was watching uh, Cheyenne. Like, that was where she went when I worked and he worked. So, not only was I going through a breakup, but, um, and Penelope was living with, uh, I think, living with us because she couldn't live with at Jennifer's house where um, Chase had like moved into temporarily while we were broken up. So like I'm with his dog because it was definitely his dog. All (laughs) now I have to like find a preschool or daycare that's going to charge, you know, way more to put her into. And so I did, I did all those things. We got her into La Petite, which I don't regret. I do hate that. Like I had to do that transition because we got back together like a week later. But, but you um, love that school and Cheyenne yeah. loved that school. Yeah. And then even Olivia attended it later on too for a little bit. So greatest decision. See these little, these things happen for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it, so it was just a um, short break. The, again, it always comes back down to like, we were still young. We were still trying to figure out who we were. Um, is this what we really wanted? Um, things like that. So um but clearly at the end of the day, we did, we did, we still wanted each other. So yeah. that first time was two weeks. And then there was another time we broke up and I want to say it was a little bit longer for two months. And, um, but he still lived at the house. So that was awkward. We just kind of lived in different rooms for a little bit. And I even helped him make a dating web, like a dating profile because <laughs> I was like, we got to just move on guy. Like this is just, which we're, we made it work, try to work, you know, it's just not working. And we we're just both hurt and just whatever. So, so you, did you like make the dating profile for him or he was like overseeing it with you? 
like I was like no you should put this here like you should type this out <laughs> and then I feel like we got the setup and then I feel like the first hit was some girl that he went to high school with that was local and I was like oh this is a bad idea Never <laughs> I don't think I want you to do this <laughs> yeah yeah this is still like oh my gosh we're still within the first four years that we were together so th- we, this is all still happening within the first four years because oh, so we haven't even hit five year mark Right, right. We, we, so, maybe three years, even. So did y'all buy the house in Monk's Corner next, or? Okay, so yeah, so we were at that rental for, like, two, we signed two leases. Okay. And um, towards the end, that's when we started, um, we had fixed things, he had come, we, you know, worked things out, we were back together, um, and we had already discussed starting towards we always called called it our five-year plan and we were like okay let's wrap up our five-year plan and have kids and buy this house so um we had already started trying for olivia and that did not go good we we, it took a lot longer to get pregnant with olivia than we had ever anticipated Um, so in the meantime we figured why not buy a house um, and build it from scratch, you know, like, or have you know, buy it and have the builders buy, build it from scratch. And we leased two br- brand new cars that year. Oh yeah. I remember the car. Yeah. So we, it was the same time that we moved back to Columbia. So yeah. Like, yes. So we did all that. And then all of a sudden, of course, after nine months of trying, we had Olivia. So nine months of trying and then nine months of pregnancy or it, Nine so months of trying to get pregnant. Um, we finally did all these things, bought the house. We moved into the house, um, used our money, leftover money to get all the brand new furniture, got these cars. And then I found out I was pregnant with Olivia. So um, oh. total, total debt, totally like starting over in a brand new house. And it, it finally happened. It was crazy. And that's what everybody said. That's what everybody said for that pregnancy. It's going to happen when you guys... Least expect, least expect it. it when you're not ready now because you've done new thing you know you've moved past it it's gonna happen and sure enough right so <laughs> I remember how you told me you were pregnant with Magnolia and Clementine but I don't remember how you told me you were pregnant with Olivia hmm I know isn't that it's kind of sad I, I feel like I should say no I wouldn't have said I don't, I don't remember know. how I would I'm have to really think about it. We'll have to yeah. circle back around on that one. Yeah. So I think not only like there's a lot that we could talk about probably with like how hard it was for you to get pregnant and yeah. your pregnancy stories because that could probably be an entire episode that so many people would relate with. Yeah. But um, after Olivia, how quickly were y'all already talking about having another child? Or were y'all going to put some age gap between? We definitely wanted some age gap between. Um, So the age gap between um, Olivia and Magnolia, it was pretty intentional. Like we, we wanted, and we totally enjoyed that time, you know? Yeah. Um, And we meant to have that age gap between Magnolia and Clementine too. Not as big of a gap, (laughs) but a bigger gap. (laughs) Yes. Cause uh, Magnolia and Clementine are how far apart? like 17 months or something. 17, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, it took so long to get pregnant with Olivia that we weren't, it was, we weren't like, it wasn't like we were excited to have another one yet. Like we were Mm -hmm. relishing for a while and we did get a lot of one-on-one time with Olivia because we, Shine would go to your home, you know, for every other weekend or whatever. So Olivia got a lot of like single sister time too. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I kind of look back at that season of y'all's life and y'all were like thriving. Y'all had, y'all had the house. Y'all mm-hmm. had so many like wonderful things yeah. going, going for y'all. And I'm not saying like wonderful things aren't happening now, but it's kind of interesting when you look back when, yeah. with life and you're like, man, that, that season was hard. Right. That season was this. And now you look back and like, man, that season was so sweet, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I know because in the moment I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hard. This is, what am I going to do? And I was looking for a career and I um, was doing um, mark multiple, multiple level marketing uh, things. <laughs> I know I was thinking about without pretty- dropping names. I'm pretty sure we all know what I got into, but yeah. <laughs> right. Well, 
Okay, so at one point you worked at a funeral home. I did. That was before Olivia, right? No, that was, um, I, that's when I left to go back after having her go back to work. I interviewed at the funeral home and, and started working there. So I was, I was pumping for Olivia. Oh, okay. And then when was massage therapy school? Um, massage therapy school was all through getting that house and getting pregnant uh, or trying to get pregnant. I didn't get pregnant yet. I got pregnant when I worked for the chiropractor after school. Oh, okay. Sorry. Interesting timeline. We totally threw everybody off there. <laughs> I know it's such a hard time. I'm thinking of people like, oh, this is, this is fine. Anybody that's listening would know me, but I, I forgot people. Some people don't know. Well, the thing is, is I guess what we want to tell our listeners is that you were a single mom, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure your career out, trying to raise a child, navigating relationships, breaking up, getting back together, <laughs> like, yeah. and you're not the only one there's, there's someone out there today listening, going, I am in the weeds in this season of my life where I'm a single mom. I feel lonely. I want to find someone that loves me and loves my child. And I also don't want to be, know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. And, and my biggest advice is like, not to feel guilty about that. Like, I don't feel guilty about any of the, those things that you had a trudge through you know um and even if it's that you're um you're going through a season where you don't have anything um to anchor down on I mean it's it, that's the thing seasons are always going to change you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like <laughs> my go-to word like I will say it all the time like what is the season like what it what is it that I'm in right now yeah um because it's going like to we're change time by seasons right now I know I say it all the time too Jen Louise Coaching is a sponsor of Blended, and I, myself, Caroline, have been in coaching with Jen for a while now. I personally have grown so much while working with Jen. Each of us know that you go to counseling to talk about your past, but what do you do for your present and your future growth? Well, I'm here to tell you that Jennifer at Jen Louise Coaching is helping women across the world reach their goals. Jen is board certified, holistically minded, and has over 15 years of nursing experience. Jen prides herself in advocating for her patients. She is here to continue to advocate for you and your goals towards your health and wellness and reach what is most important to you. This is powerful and personalized coaching. Many times you're stuck in your own way and you don't realize it, but it takes someone that is trained to listen deeply and to ask the right questions to support you towards your powerful progress. Sign up for a free consultation today with Jen. Her link is in our show notes. Start challenging your mindset today with Jen Louise Coaching. Hey, it's Caroline here. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I did want to stop for a moment and give you a little bit of a trigger warning. So if you don't want to spoil um, the episode, you can go ahead and jump ahead about a minute. But I am going to go ahead and put this out here that we are going to be talking a little bit about miscarriage. And if this is an area that is sensitive for you, I just want you to be um, aware that we're going to be discussing Spree's journey with miscarriage. So I hope you still um, continue to listen and enjoy our episode. Y'all built this beautiful home. I remember you created this beautiful garden and y'all were just thriving. Chase's job was doing so well. And it's you, Chase, Cheyenne, and Olivia. So what's next with yours and Chase's story? So we have this house. Um, we have Olivia and I had gone back to work. Um, and we decided that it was, we were ready to start and add to the family and we did get pregnant and we miscarried at eight weeks. Mm. I feel like I remember, like, I, I don't, I feel like I knew you were pregnant. Um, and then I knew when you were miscarrying as well. Yeah. Um, Like we were, it was like, we were already starting to get close and we were close enough that like you had already 
told me somehow. Yeah. I probably told you like at the, the next pickup after we found out because it wasn't something I couldn't contain it very like I was so excited. excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got pregnant. I, and I miscarried and, um, that was obviously difficult. It was, um, obviously it, it, it brought me and Chase really close because, um, he really helped me through. I mean, he had to hold my hand through this. Uh, it at the, at that moment, it's just so devastating, you know, mm-hmm. um, at the moment that it's happening, but he, um, he, I'm sorry, I lost track of what I was saying. No, it's okay. Well, and I'll ask, like, I, I personally have not experienced a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand the process. Like, I'm assuming you go into the doctor and, and they, like, give you the information. Um, and, like, does your, your body just starts healing? Like, I don't really understand. Yeah, so in my, there's so many different ways, too, I'm sure. But in my case, um we were monitoring it because of the regular heart rate and then we active bleeding essentially. Um, so in a, in a, in a way we knew it was coming or that this was going to be like a close call kind of thing. Um, but, uh, I did have one last ultrasound that they were like, okay, like this isn't going to be viable. And they took, gave me some medication that you just kind of take at home and, and you pass at home. And I, and there, right. and it, it is, it's, it's hard because it, and this is a heavy subject. I'm so sh- sorry. We should probably put a trigger warning on this. Um, but it, there is a moment where you're like, Oh, like this is what just happened. You know? Right. Right. So, well, and, and mo- most women, you know, they get a positive pregnancy test at home and then they say come in when you are between eight and 12 weeks. And if you are miscarrying already at like eight weeks, mm-hmm. like, um, that, you know, like let's say a first time mom that has never, been I thought I was, before. I was in the clear, honestly, yeah. like it, it, when it first started becoming aware that like, Oh, this isn't good. I was like, but I'm past that mark that everybody talks about. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like it was just yeah. so bizarre to me that this could be happening. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was rough, but we made it through it. Um, you know, one thing that really sits in my heart is I was going through mops, um, after that, this was, it was after that period of time, but I had already lost, you know, um, the baby and I was in mops where a bunch of moms, me and the kids, you know, hang out in different right. classrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one meeting we they did a specific, um, you know, infant loss awareness kind of meeting and there were origamis made and you could write their name, you know, it, your loss, the name, the date or something on the wings and hang it on the tree and it light a candle. Mm-hmm. It was just so healing that I didn't right. even know I needed. Right. So. And, you know, I gotta go find like statistics out there, but like, it's in- incredibly high, like the it's amount so of high. women that experience this. And a lot of people like brush it off of, oh, everybody goes to this or everyone has like a, a moment of this. It doesn't replace the trauma. Like it is traumatic when you're thinking of how much time it took you to get pregnant, the, the act of love to the moment where you actually consciously know that like you're, you're passing your child. Yeah. Um, it's traumatic and it's so saddening and you have to go through a grief process. Yeah, you do. And, it, and that's why I, I talk so openly about it um, to people who, who do want to converse about it because I don't feel like it is talked about enough, you know, right. and there are so many like range of emotions, like, you know, even now I can get emotional about it. And it's not for the same reasons, you know, right. It can be different. Oh, yeah. so true. But I still have one of those little origamis from that meeting and it hangs in our living room or our like communal area in both this house and the last house. I remember. And it's kind of our little reminder to that, you know, that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that was that. And, um, it took us mentally a lot longer, a little bit longer to get, try to get pregnant again. Like we weren't like, Oh, that happened. Let's start again. Um, so we just, kind of got into that mindset like let's just live let's just do our thing um magnolia yeah. was conceived on my 30th birthday 
Yes. <laughs> Which, if you're following along, we just posted pictures and just talked about that. And Ryan's la interview was the epic Bree's 30th birthday party. Yes. <laughs> epic. My best friend from California flew in. Um, had just everybody I adore in Charleston there. And you guys were there. It was It was seriously the best night ever. It was so much fun. And what's funny is like Magnolia was conceived at a party. And listen, this child is still partying to this day. Like her party personality is on point. Yeah. <laughs> she brings the party, man. She does. Yes. Um, Magnolia is just a, such a blast. And okay. So Magnolia, I remember driving up. Or down, I would say, diagonally. Um, to Charleston when Magnolia was born, and my mom came with me, and she still talks about holding Magnolia's <laughs> baby. Like she's like, that was the best trip ever. <laughs> I love that. That was so sweet. I know. Um, did we? Go, then, you guys were coming to get Cheyenne. Cheyenne, yes. Okay. But yeah. it was like the first weekend, kind of like after you had Mags, and I was like, I'm not putting y'all in a car for two hours. Yeah, like, I'm, I'll just come and get her and we'll make kind of a thing out of it. I think we've done that for each other every time we've had kids. I, kids. That's so, yeah, Cause but I do. I like... remember Magnolia in, in your mom's hands and your mom's. You I know. know she does. She talks about that. And we had like the sweet little lunch in Monk's Corner because we were waiting for Shine to get, get off the school bus. Mm hmm. And then we sat there and chatted forever because we never can just do a quick pickup. It's like never. Hours hours <laughs> especially for if i'm going to like if we're going to like um each other's homes you know oh yeah there's just something about being in each other's homes it's like we're home like let's like, let's, let's hang out and talk. yeah <laughs> well okay so then obviously 17 months later you had clementine and then 17 months later i had clementine <laughs> i couldn't so believe I'll, it i'll ask a personal question that yes. was your only miscarriage correct Yes. Okay. Okay. Some reason I thought you had more than one, but I, I'm misinformed. Like, I don't know why I felt that. Yeah. Um, that, it was just that one. And then, um, it what obviously just wasn't, um, hard to get pregnant with. And Chase will tell you the story. Like I told her, I told her for like seven years, the only way you're going to get pregnant is tequila, like <laughs> get so drunk up, you know, and let me have my way with you. And I'm like, that's not the way we do it. We're doing temperatures and ovulation tests and calendars and scheduled sexy time and, you know, all the things. Um, and I probably stressed our marriage out during that time more than any time. But um, sure enough, and, and that's his thing. He loves to tell that story. And it, all it took was, it, it wasn't tequila, excuse me. It was Firefly, um, what is it, whiskey? What's that? Oh, firefly. firefly. Um, it's like the sweet tea vodka. Yeah, vodka, sweet tea vodka. That's that and shots of fireball all night. That's I got me <laughs> pregnant with Magnolia. So that is so funny. But you know, actually, I think the reason why I thought that there was more than one miscarriage was because there was such a a gap from when y'all started trying after Olivia before Magnolia, the the loss, the rain, mm -hmm. uh, um the miscarriage and you're right like there was a lot of stress and like pressure on your marriage yeah to, or I guess your relationship at that time like to get pregnant yeah but, and you wouldn't at that time I would have been just like yeah I took another test it's no I we would have been on that you know like that you know um level of friendship so I know that you were along for the ride to get pregnant with um Magnolia at least Chase just talks about how we tried so many different ways to get pregnant with Olivia and then also Magnolia. Um, I charted, I tempt, I um, danced naked under the moon, you know, all the things. And yes. all, he said that it would just take, you know, some tequila, just one drunken night. And I just, no, you don't understand. So stressful, blah, blah, blah. And uh, sure enough, mom throws me that big 30th birthday party. And uh, there's Clementine nine months later. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so In the thirtieth birthday was Clementine. Yes. Yep. Not Magnolia. Yeah. Um, Magnolia was there at my birthday party. My sweet, sweet Chase. Um, put him, put her in the baby carrier, and she was fed s'mores from everybody. From but he was in, She was in the carrier the whole night with him. Oh, that's right. Because the picture, like I have Sadie. Your yeah, Sadie's box. in your carrier. 
And Magnolia and Sadie are how many months apart? Because they're close. We were pregnant together. Yeah, Magnolia is April and she's August. So yeah, so April, May, June, July, August. They're four months apart. How have I not put this together? Yeah. <laughs> I so, have. Yeah. They're like little twins. They have like the same. They they're going through the same like um, terrible twos and you know all those things at the same time. Well, and the funny thing is, like the first year, they're not on the same milestones at the same time at all because um, that first year you change so much. And you have to almost like ignore the other children in your life like that because you're like is mine underdeveloping is mine oh like you know what I mean it's like you gotta like zone them out you're like mine's fine mine's mine's on track (laughs) but it was really fun being pregnant together it was we do have like that one picture and I think didn't Olivia take it (laughs) at the Cracker Barrel because it was National Women's Day yes oh that was so funny and Chinese mamas were pregnant Yes, and technically then, okay. there's a second picture of us pregnant together at the zoo because that's the night you told me. But technically, mm-hmm. nobody knows in that picture that you're pregnant yet. That's true, but I'm kind of sad that that's all the pictures we have of us pregnant together. I know. Were we all pregnant? Right. Yeah, we'll have that's to do like more. That. We have to make that a thing. Yes, we need to make family photos a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was um, our journey in building this family, and then you know we decided we really we do we there's a part of us that wanted a boy so bad oh my gosh you know who yes we're rough and tough you know we like to do the hunting stuff and we there it just makes sense that there would have been a boy in this family but after four girls and seeing how versatile our four girls are they're boy enough to be honest (laughs) I have to say put a plug in like I Chase might hate me for this, but like I loved the party that you threw him. <laughs> oh yes, I, I was just gonna say he. We decided that that was that was it. We we're not gonna try to have a fifth, sixth, or maybe seventh, eighth girl. Like that was it. So we, I did a vasectomy party, and it would have been cool if I could do something like with everybody and do like a big thing. But it was really funny. I just did like penis pasta, yeah, um, with goat cheese balls and I blew up balloons with funny sayings on them and I just really like made it fun for him because you know it that's it's a it is take one for the team kind of thing you know we have to drop some pictures because like the pictures were pretty epic (laughs) (laughs) his hair was wild he had not had a haircut he looks so deranged in the pictures like yeah, you like, don't need seriously, no more. <laughs> you threw me in this party and I want to go lay down with some peas. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, this transitions into my favorite part of y'all's love story, y'all's beautiful um wedding. I know. Oh my gosh. So after, you know, 10 years, it'll be 11 years in April, this April. But we got married last November and um so your anniversary is coming up like your I first know. wedding anniversary I know it's just a couple days away and I don't know if we're gonna celebrate or anything because it was you anyway you'll understand it was an elopement and so it's like it, we don't we celebrate on the April 8th is what we do yeah. um but it's definitely I don't know how we're gonna celebrate it now that I think about it for the first okay, year well, no, it was November what November 1st is the day oh, after Halloween yes oh my goodness yeah. Okay, so I think so. I'm a, I'm a ro- I'm a romance or a, I'm a romantic. There we go. That's the word that I'm looking and for. a romancer. <laughs> and I love it because the way that your first marriage went and that you decided to rewrite the story your way, Bree's way, yeah, and Chase's way, and y'all decided, you know, this is the way that we wanted to do it. And the fact, like y'all's pictures are beautiful. Y'all got married. Where was it? At Mepkin Abbey in Charleston or at Monk's Corner. And, and it's a beautiful, beautiful mo- monk monastery with beautiful gardens and looks over the um, the water. And my parents actually renewed their vows at their 25 year mark there when we moved to Charleston. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it was just like intimate. It was just y'all and the girls. And it was just us. Nobody knew about it. Um, and not even you guys, right? I don't think. No, like we didn't know anything until because there was a party. There was some party, and you like kept in. It was a housewarming party. Yes. And you kept inviting us to come down, and for whatever reason, for that <laughs> weekend, I was like, oh, it's just too much. And then I realized why. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was we were so like that was the excitement for us was just to keep it a secret you know so we were so hell-bent on like don't break don't tell anybody don't be like well are you sure you can't come because there's you know what I mean like we were just yes that was the appeal to it for us so um because we do celebrate so big in so many other ways and when it came to us we we just wanted something more private for the two of us you know what I mean when it comes to the girls we want to share them with everybody but we just worked so hard at this love story like we want to celebrate it without the ta-da and the months of planning or else we weren't going to do it clearly after 10 yeah, years <laughs> well, the, the reality is, is is what marriage actually is like exactly it's it, the quality of the commitments the what you're actually saying to each other and even though like our story is a lot about divorce if you will um mm-hmm. but i marriage and those commitments are still so important and so sweet to us and i just love the way and the seriousness that you and chase took it um and rewrote the story. And so I adore the pictures. I adore, adore the story and how it unfolded. And it is such like a Jane Austen moment for me. (laughs) (laughs) It was for me too. So I totally met all my, my little dream come true is, you know, um, Cheyenne was just like ecstatic to finally share the news. I know. I know it was hard. And we didn't tell them until the morning of, um, so that was exciting. And, um, it would just meant a lot for us to just have the girls there. I mean, they're, the, they're the whole point of it, you know? Yes. So. Um, I'm actually like pulling up the calendar. Cause I'm like, when is this episode coming out versus y'all's, um, anniversary anniversary. Okay. A week after. So this okay. one comes out on the seventh and we're recording today for reference on the October 27th. So y'all's wedding anniversary is this next week on Tuesday. I know. know. I'm going to see you on my anniversary when I, when we do our drop off. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I adore it. But well, tell us now married four girls later, um, second home that you own home that you own. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Where are you and Chase today? Well, we, you know, bought the house last year and, um, or was it last year? Yeah. Yeah. Last year. And, um, we are just have dreams of starting a big farm, blooming acres, um, kind of encompasses everything we do here. Um, we've got chickens and we want to add pigs and a donkey and goats and do all those things. So, um, we're just really working towards that right now. Um, you know, it's funny because after we got married, nothing changed. Of course, like you've said, like it's, that doesn't make a marriage. Um, but it just, everything feels so much more, uh, anchored and solidified. You know what I mean? Like everything is so like our roots were settled here because we got married, that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So that plays into that. But, um, I mean that, you know, goes to show there's going to be, there's been rough times in the sense, not rough times, like, Oh gosh, we want to break up, but you know, life just gets tiresome mm-hmm. and he gets tired and I get tired and it's sometimes not at the same time. So our energy, you know, so once we got through buying the house and all the stress that comes with that, cause I, I know you see that and I know you've oh, yes. been through that and, um, that was, it was like almost a, the wedding was more of a celebration that like look at what we completed you know what I mean like look at what how far we've come look at what we've got yeah (laughs) and um so this whole this year we've kind of just been relishing in in just that like what we've what what we worked so hard for last year you know yeah no I love it Chase is an avid listener and he's probably one of our biggest fans but Brie is there anything that you just want to say to your husband um yeah, just thank you for taking on a single mom and her daughter 11 years ago and taking a chance on us and helping us build this dream world, this little bubble of ours that we have. And I wake up and appreciate it every day. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, so much. And just um, you advocate so much for Ryan's and my relationship. But like I said earlier, I like we always knew it was going to be Chase. So it's yeah. so cool to see where we are now. So speaking yeah. of that, <laughs> if you could say something to the Brie that was 
in that season of single mom alone, young, nine or nineteen to twenty year old Brie, what would you what would you say to her? Mm, yeah, um, that you're not crazy to hang in there, and that those things that you want so badly, those things that you you know squeeze your eyes shut and you're like, God, I just, I just wish this would be our life. Those things can happen and those things will happen. And just to just be patient. I I think patience is, I just, young Brie just always wanted to keep going and, and make it to the next level. And when she's there, she's like, Oh, what's next? And then she finds the next thing. So it's like, just be patient. It'll come. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing yours and chase's story today and for being so curious and loving our love story as much as i do i i adore it i think it's the best thing um it's connected to uh me in a way uh and i love that we get to share it together and continue to get to share life together and I can't wait for you to interview him and get his take on these things. <laughs> yes. So guys, uh, next episode after this one is our interview with Chase. I'm so excited um, to get his perspective on things and let hear his favorite co-parenting moment and mm-hmm. um, what his two cents are on, on Cheyenne and Brie and I being best friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Our cozy family of four or parenting of four. Yes. Yes. Well, there it is, guys. Bree and Chase's love story from where they started to where they are today. I absolutely love Blooming Acres. So make sure you go and follow that. It's Bree and Chase's farm. And I absolutely love the way that they got married and that it was just the two of them and their girls. It was so romantic. Um, I hope that you follow our Instagram page and you can see the pictures of their wedding and all future announcements for us here at Blended. Thanks again. <laughs>